Welcome to Board Game Top Tens, episode 696, for Wednesday, June 30th, 2021. This is the BGG Top 10 edition, a quarterly look at the top 10 ranked games on Board Game Geek. This data is from July 1st of 2021, which is tomorrow, because I have Yet again, for the third time in the last four quarters, been able to go forward in time to bring back this information to you. We do have one game re-entering the top ten. The game that falls out after spending three quarters at number nine, and then last quarter at number ten, down to number eleven, Twilight Struggle, by Ananda Gupta and Jason Matthews, published by GMT Games, with a rating of 8.127, a decline of three points, which is actually the smallest decline it's had in a year and a half since the last time it stayed flat in its rating, but is the 18th decline it's seen in the last 19 quarters for a total of 105 points. Twilight Struggle had a 58-quarter run on the chart. That's 14 and a half years. It is, in fact, the entire duration of this list. And if you go back to the very first episode of Board Game Top Tens, you listen to the January 2007, you'll hear Twilight Struggle on there at number 10. The next to last game to leave, the previous game that shared that initial list with Twilight Struggle, was Puerto Rico, and that was four years ago. So Twilight Struggle hung on for a lot longer. Of course, it peaked at number one for a still record 20 consecutive quarters. And of course, that is confined to just this list, which goes back to January of 2007. The actual top 10 or the the rankings on BoardGameGeek go back to like 2002-ish. And Puerto Rico held down most of that, and then another year or two within the context of this list. So likely Puerto Rico spent uh, a little more time, a year or two more, on top overall. And Gloomhaven has yet to catch that 20-quarter mark. It's uh, Twilight Struggle supplanted Puerto Rico and Agricola, who had been dueling back and forth over that top spot for a few years. Twilight Struggle leapfrogged them both and took the top on January 1st of 2011 and held it for five years until it was dethroned by Pandemic Legacy in January of 2016. It debuted at number one. Twilight Struggle's peak rating was 8.243, which is uh, so it's 116 points off that peak rating, which it reached in July of 2013, eight years ago. If it had had that rating now, it would still only be good enough for number seven on the list today. So as is so often the case, the issue is not primarily ratings decay, but instead the greatly enhanced ratings of more recent games. In fact, its current rating of 8.127 would often have been good enough to have it in the top five. The 
quarter that it ceded the top spot to Pandemic Legacy, January of 2016, it would have been good enough for number four. But today, only number 11. Just to give some idea of the vast ratings inflation we have seen. Now, we have seen a a couple of games come in and out of the top 10. I don't expect Twilight Struggle to be one of those. In fact, by next quarter, it's likely to be passed by two other games that are right on its heels. But it'll probably settle in at number 13 for a while. There's quite a gap there between number 13 and 14 and 15. At least until something else on the new hotness arrives. So at number 10, moving up a spot, trading places with Twilight Struggle, the game that kicked it out. It spent three quarters at number 10, before falling to 11 and now back up to 10. Great Western Trail, charting for the 11th time by Alexander Feaster, published by Stronghold Games, with a rating of 8.128. Only one point better than Twilight Struggle, and a gain of three points from last quarter. Repeating at number nine, Star Wars Rebellion by Cory Kaneska, published by Fantasy Flight Games with 8.170, 42 points more than Great Western Trail. So Rebellion is pretty safe here in the top 10 for a while to come, I would say. It's a gain of four points for Rebellion, which is the best increase that it has had in well over a year. Losing a position for the second quarter in a row, from 6 to 7 to 8, Through the Ages, A New Story of Civilization, published by Vlada Kavadal, I'm sorry, designed by Vlada Kavadal, published by Czech Games Edition with a rating of 8.171, just one point more than Rebellion, and that's a decline of 11, which means that it is essentially a certainty that Rebellion will pass through the ages next quarter. This is, in fact, the 14th consecutive decline for Through the Ages. It has lost in that time 153 points. Rebounding a spot to go back up to number 7, reclaiming its peak position, which it has held four times previously, is Gaia Project by Jens Drogemüller and Helga Ostertag, published by Z-Man Games with a rating of 8.174. Three points more than Through the Ages and a gain of three points. It is uh, continuing to add to its rating. It's never lost position. Now it's gapped to Star Wars Rebellion, two positions back, but again, it will only be one position back come next quarter, is four points. However, the relation between these two games has been fairly stable. Go back a year, and Gaia Project was actually two points behind Rebellion. Then they essentially tied at least to three decimal places. And then Gaia Project moved five points ahead. It was five points ahead again last quarter, and now it has slid back to only four points ahead. So... Anybody's guess, if they continue to add at the same rate, they could stay in the same position. One could make a jump or the other. So uh, these two games will be very close, Gaia Project and Rebellion. But a an enormous gap between the number seven and number six game. Therefore, the second quarter, 
Gloomhaven, Jaws of the Lion, by Isaac Childress, published by Cephala Fair Games, with a rating of 8.247, 73 points, more than Gaia Project, and a gain of only 15. Now, last quarter, when it vaulted from 14 to 6, it gained 164 points, and now only 15. Is it possible that this has to do with the uh, controversy and discussion that arose around Frosthaven? It wouldn't be unlike people to hold a grudge against some other game for what the designer of both games, or all three games, has said or done. I don't know. Uh, Interestingly, Jaws of the Lion actually has a slightly higher average rating than Gloomhaven itself does. Uh, Jaws of the Lion at 8.78, Gloomhaven 8.77, but since it only has a quarter the votes, it's down here at number six. Uh, It only has 11,300 votes. No game in the top ten has as few, although Twilight Imperium, which we'll hear from shortly, has uh, only about 3,000 more. But in fact, no game in the top 35 has as few votes. Maracaibo, the number 36 game, uh, is the one that has less. It's less than 9,000 votes. At number five for the fourth consecutive quarter is Twilight Imperium, the fourth edition, by Christian T. Peterson, Corey Kaneska, and Dane Beltrami, published by Fantasy Flight Games with a rating of 82 Five four, only seven points more than Jaws of the Lion. Now, last time, Twilight Imperium had twenty-two points more, so it has uh, the gap has been reduced. Sorry, my math was bad. Jaws of the Lion actually eighteen point gain, not a fifteen point gain. So, it it has made up fifteen points on Twilight Imperium. I expected it to just blow past it last this time. But again, because of that dramatic slowing, it has not. I would still expect it to blow past Twilight Imperium next time. Three points for Twilight Imperium is the gain, the smallest gain it has had yet. This is its 10th time on the list. Repeating at number four for the fifth consecutive time, Terraforming Mars by Jacob Fixelius, published by Stronghold Games, with a rating of 8.282, 28 more than Twilight Imperium, and a decline of 5 points. The first time Terraforming Mars has ever declined in rating from one quarter to the other. It had a run of 16 consecutive gains. Now the longest-running game in the top 10 to continually gain is Gaia Project, down at number 7, which is on its 13th appearance. So the gap between Terraforming Mars and Twilight Imperium is 28 points. It's another 8-point gain for Twilight Imperium this time. It also gained 8 points last time. So at that rate, uh, you would expect it to be able to pass Terraforming Mars in a year. I would expect Jaws of the Lion to pass Terraforming Mars before that. The gap between those two only 35 points. At number three, for the fifth time in a row, Brass, Birmingham, by Matt Tolman, Martin Wallace, and Gavin Brown, 
published by Roxley Games with a rating of 8.401. That is 119 points more than Terraforming Mars as it separates by another 23 on an 18-point gain, moving ever closer to those top two, which for so long have been in a class of their own. Brass has decided it wants to be part of that class. At number two, for the 15th time in a row, Pandemic Legacy, Season 1, by Rob Davio and Matt Leacock, published by Z-Man Games, with a rating of 8.456, only 55 points more than Brass, and as a six-point decline for Pandemic Legacy, the 12th time in the last 13 quarters it has lost ground. During that time, it has lost a total of 46 points off of its peak rating. But the delta between Pandemic Legacy and Brass is 24. That means that at that rate, you would expect in three quarters for Brass to pass Pandemic Legacy. That's crazy. Pandemic Legacy Season 1 is now the longest-running game in the top 10. Just to run down in order how long these 10 games have been here, at number 10, with two times on the list, Gloomhaven, Jaws of the Lion. Number 9, with seven occurrences for Brass, Birmingham. Number 8, in its 10th time on the list, Twilight Imperium. Number 7, in its 11th time on the list, Great Western Trail. Number 6, appearing for the 13th time, Gaia Project. Number 5, in fact, we have actually not number five, we have a tie for number four, both appearing for their 17th time, Terraforming Mars and Gloomhaven. Oh, sorry, did I spoil the number one game? <sighs> Apologize for that. Number three in its 19th appearance, Star Wars Rebellion. Number two in its 22nd appearance, Through the Ages, A New Story of Civilization. And again, Pandemic Legacy in its 23rd time on the list. The last time the longest-running game had appeared for only 23 times was back in July of 2012, nine years ago, when there were three games that had been on 23 times, Twilight Struggle, Puerto Rico, and Power Grid. Yeah, they're all gone now, though. Even though... Pandemic Legacy is number two in the geek rating. It's actually only number five if you look at its raw average rating that doesn't uh, factor in how many different votes it has. It's got a rating of 8.61, which puts it behind Brass, number four, at 8.67. Twilight Imperium, number three, at 8.69. And as I already mentioned, Gloomhaven at number two with 8.77, and Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion at number one with 8.78. There are also three other games in the top 100 that have a higher rating than Pandemic Legacy, Kingdom Death Monster, Clank Legacy, and the second edition of Eclipse, but again, far fewer votes. But repeating at number one for the 15th 
consecutive time is Gloomhaven by Isaac Childress, published by Cephala Fair Games with a rating of 8.537, 81 points more than Pandemic Legacy, and a decline of 15, which is far and away the largest decline that Gloomhaven has had. Its previous worst decline was only uh, I was going to say nine, but actually it had 11 points once. But the last couple of times has been six, seven, nine, four a year ago. 15 points decline, a smaller than usual gain for Jaws of the Lion than I expected. Again, I think both of these ratings performances are related to what was going on with Frosthaven, which I'm not going to go into. You can look it up if you want to see what people were getting up in arms about and what people, which people were not getting up in arms about it. This is the 10th consecutive decline for Gloomhaven, a total of 84 points it has lost in those 10 quarters, which means that Pandemic Legacy has almost made up about a third of the gap that at one point existed between the two. Their gap now 81 points between Pandemic Legacy and Gloomhaven. Still even at this accelerated rate, which the gap has been uh, nine, let's see, 19 points, no, 11 points in just the last two quarters, you would still expect it to be, what, four years before Pandemic Legacy will pass Gloomhaven? So, long time waiting for that yet to come. For Wednesday, June 30th, 2021.